0: Uh, I want to put out shows so I can speak on the beauty of our cultures, about our struggles, and about our growth. It's all important, and it needs to be out there. Hey, what's up, everybody?
1: Welcome to Shawana Salon. It's a place for spitballing, storytelling, and socializing. It's the salon, right? And I am Shawana Brooks. I like to muse around Jacksonville, basically talking about my community, my connections, and above all, my creative friends. So I'm ready. Let's get into it. The salon starts now. Let's talk a little bit about what's on my mind. Let's let's muse a little bit. So some things that really are you know speculating or percolating in my mind as of this week is thinking about. Um, you know, like the shootings that happen at Parkland and, and not just the shootings that happen at Parkland, just really every day people are getting shot. There's, you know, certainly not mass varieties of them that can make more of a headline news. But this happens to folks on the regular. Right. And I stay in a predominantly black neighborhood that kind of has this uh, history of being looking at as some kind of violent crime area. Now, in the six months that I've been over there, I have seen a very heavy police presence, but on my literal street, it's like old people stay across the way from me. Like they've had their houses for years. And here we are like the new neighbors. They should be probably looking at us with more intensity, but they've been nothing but welcoming. And I've been very excited to move over into this area where before I lived in a little bit more of a predominantly white neighborhood, we're sure the majority of our neighbors might've knew who we were. But if I ventured out past a street or so, I I, I kind of felt like I needed to also carry my white dog with me, who is a very small Maltese, to give me a little bit of her protection and her privilege of being a dog owner so that she would make sure that we got safely back to the house. And we weren't even living in a, you know, hardcore neighborhood, but that's just how it used to make me feel. Where now, you know, I can just kind of go out in the neighborhood and we can do our thing And I don't feel like I'm being too prejudged on whether or not I should be here. It might be like, well, why is this lady walking this small white dog with walking poles? And they're still not used to that. But they're not necessarily looking at me at being someone who is not either a part or within this community. And I feel great about that. Like um, I love being able to see that uh, I live very close to like Stanton and you can see the kids over there and, and they're on like the tracks and and they're at the park and it's lovely and it's beautiful. But on my walk there, there's unfortunately areas that are very trash filled and who wants to take a walk in their neighborhood or their community. If you're going to be seeing like bottles of, you know, whatever on the sidewalk. And I just think to myself, I know there could be community cleanups that happen a lot of times at McCoy's Creek and that seems all like a really great thing to do and nothing wrong with like keeping up the river. We need to do all that part. But is there so hard to organize something in a community or neighborhood that might not be your own to really help those citizens to feel better? Like maybe the person who lives in that area, unfortunately, can maybe not clean up their area. And I I certainly can't just say, hey. Who can do it if I'm not willing to do it, too? So my husband and I are thinking that maybe in this next week or two, we're going to just take a trash bag with us and um, some gloves because we don't know these folks and make sure that we just kind of pick up a couple of things. And if that needs to be the thing that we need to do and hopefully other people could join in, they can because it has to start with one person. Right. So getting back to what I was saying with the shootings and, 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 and how that's making me feel. I love that the youth are being so admired right now for walking out of their schools, standing up, talking about legislation, really doing some of the hard, dirty work that we thought was already being done. What I feel is different or where I think people need to also give themselves a pat on the back is that the generation that I belong to being their now seniors, because I'm not quite that old, but, but being older than them, We are honestly acknowledging that work and being there to support them where nor that's not the norm. Uh, If you look at most of the youth led demonstrations over our history, you're normally going to get the adults wagging their fingers at you and saying, like, don't do it this way. We don't like this or we don't actually celebrate or believe in what you're trying to change. That's not what I'm seeing here. I see more people on board with what these youngsters are doing and actually wanting to be there either to mentor or to guide. But what we need to do is also take inspiration from the fact that they're not waiting for anyone. They're leading that charge, they're making those innovations, they're saying those things. And so often, you can be that person, you can be that change. Do not wait for someone else to come and tap you on the back and say, go for it. If you're not ready to go, um, then hey, you're not ready to go. But when you are, you can make that difference and, and really be that person. Everybody has something to bring to the table. Just find the people who are either willing to have you pull up a chair or like Shirley Chisholm used to say, if, if you don't have one, you know, bring bring your own chair to the table. And that's what I like to do. So shout out to you students this week. I'm super excited by everything that you're doing and I can't wait to get into this salon so we can talk to some other excellent people about their ideas, too. Okay, all right, everybody. So excited that you are here and are listening to Shawana Salon and I've got another exciting guest. I say another like I've had plenty of guests. This really is the only secondary person that I've entered for the for the podcast. But we're excited that she is here. And that is Miss Candace Clark. I mean, should I call you Candice Nicole Clark? Do you like your whole government
0: out there or I should we want just words. be saying Casey? Uh both work most people call me by my whole name just because I have it on Facebook that's so true they assume that's what I go by if that's so. <laughs> how your name is on
1: Facebook that's what we're going to call you it doesn't matter it what works. your mom named you so Candace Nicole Clark is here in the studio with me and she is ready to salon it up and if you're not familiar with what a salon is uh, I would tell you to get a dictionary but that's not appropriate I should talk to you a little bit more about what it is here that we do at Shawana Salon and it's really all about conversations Talking about ideas, talking about creativity, just talking to some kick behind people that create here in our lovely city of Jacksonville and who really help to influence Black arts and culture around. And that certainly is my guest today. She is um, a whirlwind of different activities. Uh, I don't want to put you into one box. So why don't you kind of help us to familiarize yourself? What is it that you do here in Jacksonville, Candace? What are you into?
0: Uh, So, Candace Clark, but um, I uh, like to advocate for artists, specifically artists of color, which doesn't necessarily mean just black artists. Uh, Artists of color is anybody whose skin tone may have played a part in their art experience. Um, And so curatorial endeavors is definitely on the top of my list and artist development.
1: curatorial endeavors? Yes, ma'am. Oh, Mm -hmm. I like
0: that. that. (laughs) And also artist development. So um, basically, I'm working towards uh opening the inclusion of black artists and other artists of color into the art community. I like that again let's
1: we're going to go back to those curatorial endeavors, but let's maybe just kind of give a little spin off of our history. Um those who might know us right now in Jacksonville 2018 have only seen us as these amazing artist advocates out here and curators doing um pretty Dynamic shows in the community, but you know me from my previous life, which was being a makeup artist um, for several years, almost 15. You didn't know me all the 15, but, you know, you know me for like working at MAC Cosmetics and... You are also working over at like, I think like Nordstrom's or weren't you somewhere first when I, I first at met Nordstrom, you?
0: Nordstrom, but before that I met you at Belk. When I was that's working right, at that's right.
1: Oh yeah, we was both still at, um, was that at the Avenues? Yep. Yeah, the Avenues. <laughs> Shout out to the Avenues. That was when I first came back to Jacksonville.
0: And that was around the year 2010, I think I came back. I probably back. met you around 2012. 12? I moved okay. back to Jacksonville in 2012, so it was about the same. And so when
1: what did you move back to Jacksonville from? Because I moved from Savannah back to Jacksonville.
0: Um, I moved back from Tallahassee because our daughter, uh, she was born in Tallahassee as well. But uh, Chris was, or my husband, was was the only. Chris? Who's Chris? Chris, my husband. (laughs) Uh, He only has family in Tallahassee. I didn't have too many family members in Tallahassee. So we moved back to Jacksonville so she could be around everybody.
1: Is that where you and Chris met up in Tallahassee?
0: Yes, ma'am. What was
1: y'all doing? The fam? Goddamn you. All right, all right, all right.
0: <laughs> no, Chris is from Tallahassee. Um, and I was living in Tallahassee, also going to school. And we met at work 10 years ago. And here we are. Well, and here we
1: are. <laughs> Um, For those who might not know, um, Candace's husband, Christopher Clark, is also um, an exciting visual artist and illustrator and graphic designer. And I would also say he wears a lot of different hats, just like his beautiful wife um, and just another exquisite talent to have. But we're going to talk a little bit more about Chris. We're going to give you time to get all booed up about your boo. (laughs) Um, But let's get back a little bit to your trajectory. And, you know, I think the influence of makeup artistry really helps us with in the way that we both kind of look at the shows we like to curate. So I like that you and I honestly have a lot of commonalities that I will kind of say right now. Like, yes, we work both retail, we work with makeup artists. Um I like to think we're both, like, trendsetters and style icons of Jacksonville. I might be giving us both a little bit more credit. But I like to think that, yeah, we're putting it forth, right? <laughs> and then also within, like, those years, we both kind of came out of doing – a very monotonous and routine job of, you know, working consistently as makeup artists to try to form our own new identities that, you know, it's it's so fun for me that people don't know me as a makeup artist when like for years I was only referred to as like, there goes the Matt girl. But yeah. every now and again, you'll still meet people from that old lifestyle um, and they're just like blown away. Like they just cannot conceive that I am not doing makeup anymore. Do you still do makeup for people? No. Oh, my God. Like, that is, like, my worst thing. Even if everybody's like, oh, Shawana, can you do my face? I'm like, "You, there's a thousand other people who can do your face better than I now. I don't even think I got those kind of excellent skills. Like, I feel like once you don't use yeah, they, them as they much, start falling they off They do a start bit. falling off. Like, what was some of your favorite things
0: within makeup artistry that you used to do? Uh, so, I did makeup artistry strictly because I worked retail, and that was what I felt like I could do at the time. But I didn't want to fold clothes. I would be lying if I said there was another reason I started doing makeup. But I did not want to fold clothes. Oh, you don't have the gap corners. No, down. I don't want to do it. So uh that's actually how I started and I like colors and so when I moved to Jacksonville, I was like, I'm not folding any clothes. I'm gonna do makeup. So that's what I did and I did really well at it. It's just it was something I did because I had to versus because I wanted to.
1: Well, what made you shift gears into what you're doing now?
0: It's the freedom of being able to express yourself and also help other people to express themselves, I personally am not an artist that you would want to draw you anything. Um, but I enjoy art of other people. And a lot of times artists don't necessarily know how to put themselves in the business aspect. Um, because I work mostly with emerging artists and mid career artists. A lot of times they don't know something simple as how to make a print. And so, um, that's why I kinda took this position and I've grown a lot based off of the fact that I am my husband's I'm kinda like his curator too and his business partner. And so I've learned a lot along the way.
1: Yeah. Um I like to are we like wifeagers? Uh somebody yeah, wife-agers. one time
0: said that, that was like a term. So
1: I feel like we're wifeagers, right? Um I too, when I first decided that I was not going to make my monetary means in the land of retail makeup artistry, started to think, well, here is a very talented artist who I happen to love and be married to, but he does not have a very strong business sense like where it came to wanting to answer like his own emails or uh, getting in contact with people who wanted to buy his work or um, just in even doing any of the paperwork that sometimes goes with um, how you can get resources for artists like, you know, doing grants. You talked about the business aspect of helping artists. What are some of the things that you found to be like necessity for them?
0: Uh, one advocating for themselves or at least putting themselves out there. Social media is actually a very big part. At least I feel like of being an artist nowadays, mm. a lot of artists don't have a social presence, and so uh definitely promoting themselves is one of the hugest things that they could do for themselves. Also, um, like you said, going for those different opportunities like grants and shows and things like that those are other things that artists need to be trying to do Uh, I know it's sometimes for artists it's hard to find those outlets Uh, and so I'm hoping that I can be a a part in helping them with those things
1: yeah that's not unrealistic I think it's um, very interesting within uh, the business of business that if it was show business you easily if you know if we have to just use Queen Bee because it's just Beyonce so if you know if you're Beyonce you're not out here doing your own social media you're not taking your own images and putting those out there you're not your personal manager who's booking shows like she's got help now she is a billion dollar industry but she got that way because people understood that there was money to be made off of Miss Knows and they wanted to come to play at that party. Uh, The same thing I think is true within visual artists. It's just a lot of times those contracts or those business elements of, you know, like you said, getting their prints out there or understanding past, like, original art or even beyond that social media presence. Like, they don't necessarily want to do that. And isn't that okay? I don't understand a lot of times why this industry so much wants visual artists to wear every single hat. And that's not a demand of other agencies. Do you do you find it also to be quite valuable?
0: Yeah, I feel like artists need someone, whether it's someone who's writing for them, um, someone who's writing for them, someone who is booking their shows for Mm -hmm. them, writing or helping them with their grants, things like that. Artists definitely need other people that are instrumental in their process to get into where they're trying to go. And you're right. Everywhere else, you're not going to have yourself being the manager, the social media manager. And so it's definitely important. But I think it's a growing business, of course, especially for when we're speaking of emerging artists or mid-career level artists. They haven't, at least they haven't found the way to utilize all the people and resources around them. Right. So you can definitely come in there and and really help them out with that.
1: So also part of what you like to do now is curating yes ma'am. and i um i'm a new curator you're new i think i feel like we're again same timeline as when we kind of started to You was before me well i mean <laughs> not really i might have just got the a chance or the ability to put a show out there but i feel like we was we was at least working within the same kind of communities but i love like you know where i have to kind of work within an institution you found being a curator kind of outside that norm to be really interesting like what was the first show that you curated here in jacksonville
0: um I actually was instrumental in a lot of smaller shows, but my very first show that it was my intention to put on the show and curate the artists and curate the art was Black Opal last year, summer in 2017. Um, And so that was my first big event and it had a great outcome, even bigger than what I thought it would have. And it put me in a place to have a lot more opportunities and so i'm hoping to have a black opal two this year so look who are some of that. the artists that you had in uh, black opal 1.0 uh there was my husband of course christopher clark was in that show uh there was ashley dickerson Keandra, uh perla reyes gabby Rolando there were a lot of artists actually yeah. I'm I'm like wait a minute now I have a lot of Teresa Cook was another artist oh wow um Kyrie Hines I'm probably missing a couple of people right oh, now that's all right. I mean, was Tatiana in that one too yep. Tatiana Kitchen she's actually one of my I, I love Tatiana surprise I missed her yeah Tatiana wow. Kitchen
1: it's not like it's hard to miss her. You're just, like, really thinking back of, like, summer of 2017. I can't mm. even remember, like, three weeks ago. So <laughs> my bad for so putting you on the spot with that. Um, but I love, like, so a lot of those artists, even since you presented them in, like, Black Opal, have kind of come out of their own, even within, like, those six to, like, nine months since then. Like, I personally now have worked with Gabby and Perla. And then I recently just worked with Tatiana. Um, and I just worked with Chris. As well, with inviting him to come and in Orlando. and do... Oh, that's right. And Rolando. That's true. That's true. All three of them, when they came in for last month's um, art walk that we had, and this is what I love, again, about our community. As we start to kind of grow and get outside the lines of the norm of people who are creating, we're able to like really look back and try to figure out, okay, who's outside of that line? Who else needs attention or exposure? And that's, of course, you said, like, why you got into more or less really going for, like, not just helping to organize an artist development, but actually doing these curatorial projects. And I think it's only fair for you and I maybe to kind of speak on what does that even mean? Like,
0: why do you want to curate art right now? I want to curate art right now. Um. Well, you're familiar with Jacksonville as well, obviously. And so we see a lot of shows. We go to a lot of shows. And there still needs to be a platform that's kind of separate to put out artists of color just because if you have no one advocating for you, you you don't have as many chances. And so that's why I personally concentrate on artists of color. And I'm trying to do cura- cur- curating shows for those artists so they have a platform even if the platform is small, it's it's something. Mm. And uh, we were previously speaking about uh, how there just needs to be more people that are putting them out there. And so uh, I want to put out shows so I can speak on the beauty of our cultures, uh, about our struggles and about our growth. It's all important and it needs to be out there. Yeah, it really feels like a lot of
1: times, especially within the content um, of what we're trying to do. Sometimes that art just can't be blanketed. It a lot of that art is very powerful and also does take a very strong social stance. Um but you got a new gig on the rise too, right? <laughs> like, you know, you you're not talk to us a little bit about what's this new endeavor that Miss Clark has going on.
0: I have been thrown into writing. <laughs> uh so I recently acquired a position uh with Florida Star uh writing on arts and culture in the black community. Can you and tell people like
1: what's what is the Florida Star for those of who are still not, you know,
0: So the Florida star is actually one of Florida's oldest and largest black owned newspapers. And, uh, they've been around since I believe 1951. Mm. And, um, it's just such a a great platform for me, especially to be able to write about arts and culture. something I love to do, something I love to be in and to have this opportunity to write for one of the biggest black owned newspapers. And it really came all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, Mm -hmm. I guess I shouldn't say out of nowhere, but they it's the fact that they noticed that this is what I do and this is what I love. And so now I get to write about it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: so, like, they recruited you, like, for this. You weren't even... Like oh like the Florida Star has this arts and culture position and I'm gonna apply. They're like oh we already know who we want.
0: No, we they want just KC
1: on the job. I'm they just gonna just start making me. up KC as like a nickname for you. It Don't doesn't do really. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's pretty much how it came about. And today is actually the first article that I wrote is in there today. Page and what three. is that article about? It's actually they took the first article or the first interview I did with an artist off of my website. They wanted that. And so it's about Steven Adams. Mm. He is a photographer in Jacksonville and it's uh, just an interview with Stephen. Seven things about art with Stephen Adams. Is that going to more be like the stick that you want to kind of
1: build off of? Or like how, how much are you going to be writing? Are you going to be kind of doing like interviews and quicks and synopsis? Or are you really going to be like digging into like the earth of the black arts culture scene here?
0: So since I have my own website, I won't. most of the, the things that I put out for the Florida Star will not be interviews because I do interviews, biweekly interviews on my own website. With artists. Uh, mm-hmm. What? Bi-
1: bi-weekly interviews with, bi-weekly. with artists? Yeah, on oh, SinsleyFu.com.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> so you're on my podcast, but, but I'm, I'm just, I'll just only say that. Okay.
1: Keep, continue. Okay. continue, continue okay. I'm, I'm
0: continue. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bi-weekly uh, artists interviews on my website. But for the Florida Star, we'll be digging more into just arts and culture in Jacksonville. Next week, um, I'm actually writing an article about Floyd Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, talk to his... Uh, representative representative yeah that sounds appropriate because he has somebody (laughs) representing him as an artist right yeah he didn't he he can't just talk to everybody so (laughs) i had an opportunity to speak with him and uh in hopes that everybody goes to see him when he comes into town um write an article about him when is he coming It. i think
1: it's march
0: 29th right that is correct it's a thursday i
1: think a thursday fsej south campus
0: don't make me don't do it. don't
1: make us quote it. OK, well, we'll find that information for sure for you guys. But I want to say that's FSEJ South Campus six to nine. Um, There's going to be an exciting event. He's another monster of different first in this community. And so often uh, that legacy can get lost out if people are not writing or telling these stories, so many narratives that can happen. And this is why I applaud what you're doing now, um, that focal point that needs to be taken for more attention. And honestly, Just what it means to like documentation and history that as we get older and if we want this scene to continue to grow, if people can't look and see how it came to be, there's going to be a a really big narrative loss. And I just feel like that a lot of times, unfortunately, is what happens within this city and where it intersects within the black arts culture. Like we still, again, I love to talk about this, like with James Walton Johnson and just being from this city and writing the national Negro anthem. And if you go and see the Lift Every Voice Park that is dedicated to where his birthplace is, it is just flatlands and grass. And that's not very exciting. Like, what could we as curators do, you know, again, to kind of progress different areas like this? Or are we looking at history in a way to kind of
0: contemporalize it? Uh, we definitely should be looking at history. Um, as they say, history repeats itself. They do say And that. so we we should be looking at history as well when we're trying to build up artists and um, and try to at least preserve what we have. And mm. and like you're saying, having articles and having something that's documenting it is very important because some people are going to get, for lack of better words, lost in the sauce. Like, like <laughs> that's it. just going to happen. in the sauce. <laughs>
1: Don't get lost in the sauce folks. Do your best to to follow out what's going on. So you said like before you have your website that people can already kind of get some of this information. Can you share what is that website? How can how can we get in contact with you if we got a great idea or there's an event that somebody wants you to come to um or just to let you know about a different art show that's coming up? How can folks get in contact with you Candace?
0: So I have my site is zenslefu. That's Z E N. Yeah, I was going to ask you to spell it. slay you, but not in a bad way. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Zenslayfoo.com.
1: Zenslayfoo.com. What about your Instagram? Is, are you cool with strangers liking that and, and coming like to your strangers. page? You like strangers. <laughs> I like strangers with candy, <laughs> but that's a whole different. Don't do that. Yeah,
0: so. Zen, that's also going to be Zenslayfoo and also Instagram, Zenslayfoo. Zenslayfoo slave, it's that easy it's it's three
1: syllables Zen, i know it sounds so funny <laughs> slay food. everybody can get on that and learn more about what candace is doing so what's your next upcoming project that you've got in the work so what's an idea that you're like mm, this is really going to put uh jacksonville on the map this is another way to kind of progress the art scene here
0: uh so the the main thing is actually black opal too uh, and so this time i do want to have a focus on women of color And so uh, hopefully this summer, around the same time as the last Black Opal in July, there'll be a Black Opal, too. And they'll have a a concentration on women of color and their arts and our struggles, especially considering everything that has happened this year as far as the climate with all the different things, sexual harassment. I know. And and so I just want to make a focus on that this year. And so hopefully July, this summer.
1: Well, July is going to be burning up for a whole bunch of reasons, Uh-oh. and I'm super excited about it. And so, just thank you again for coming on and saloning with me, just Absolutely. sharing some of your ideas and just getting into what it you know it means to be a black woman curator here. I mean, just kudos to you. I'm I'm super excited. I remember when there was really only two, and and though I could still think that there's less than ten of us here, that was that was ten less than that was there. I would say even. Three years ago um, in this time and just I'm excited for what's going to be going on and what's going to be happening and just to have you here and just keep doing the amazing work that you're doing. And maybe I can be popular enough to get written up on your <laughs> website. So thank you again to Candice for coming on, talking with us and thank sharing you. her ideas in the salon and um, catch us when we're back again. There'll be somebody else interesting here talking to them and sharing their ideas. So watch out. Well, mm-mm-mm. wow, Candace really gave me a lot to be thinking about. Like, what more can we be doing to help with artists with their development? Is that just doing more than just patronizing them? Um, Probably. If you're a writer and you know an artist, why don't you take a look at their bio? I promise you, you would be mortified. I've read a couple of these things and these folks need some help. Also, you know, if you're a photographer and you're really good friends with another visual artist, Get your fee out there. I mean, y'all could talk, collaborate. Let's broker some things. I know green looks good, but every now and again, barter is not a dirty word either. You know, work together to, to get your, your your pieces out there. I want to see more community. I want to see more collaboration. I need to see some things that I haven't seen out here before that makes me not want to drive to Atlanta to see a dynamite show. I mean, if I'm saying I'm bored, I'm saying I'm not bored, but I would love to see more dynamic things, interest, more curators coming to these conversations that are going to give us more full stories. So, A, get your friends together, have a little fun, like... Don't be intimidated um, about where a show could be. Certainly, I know like Jacksonville doesn't have that gigantic gallery scene that, you know, other cities have. But what we do have is a lot of committed individuals and small businesses who are either interested in resourcing artists or, you know, giving them opportunities. Don't just let that whole kind of thing of either in kind or exposure, which I think is a very dirty word. You won't hear me talking about exposure. but Where exposure can work for you uh, as far as like combining your services with a business, getting on a more promotional night, asking them like what's their huge industry night and trying to think of something that could bring into it. Remember, if you don't share your ideas, they're probably not going anywhere with that's not going to help anybody. So don't be afraid to, to get it out there, talk and and get into it. Just like Candace. I mean, years ago, again, she was not expecting to be doing such amazing work but she's made an indelible mark in our community in the time that she has started to work with a lot of these artists who If she hadn't, I I wouldn't know about a couple of them. So I think we all do a really great job of being communicative and working with different people in order to share knowledge and resources and to just make this a more strong whole community. I know I'm about engaging and making black arts as profitable and as promising and as engaging as what it could be. And if you're also one of those people... Don't not share your ideas. If you need to get them out there to me, I'm super excited for you to hit me up on um, my Facebook. Please hit up my Instagram. You can find me easy, Shawana Brooks. And if I really need to do so, hey, I will create a Shawana Salon. IG promotional page so that we can start communicating and really getting these ideas so thanks for like talking to me Jacksonville and let's keep sharing some more stuff you can find me at Shawana Brooks on IG you can also find me at Shawana Brooks on Facebook maybe leave me a message tell me about the show what you want to hear what we need to salon about next what are your interests within the community and where black arts can intersect with that. I have been your host again Shawana Brooks and I'll be so excited to talk to you next week. Stay musing, stay fun, stay listening to the salon.